0: Haggerty wore a long duster and a brown hat. He was big, broad across the shoulders, and deep in the chest. He stood a couple inches over six feet, which made him slightly taller than the kid. He probably outweighed the kid by fifty pounds. Haggerty reached down, lifted him effortlessly, and had no trouble manhandling him toward one of the stone buildings. The kid's wrists were still tied, but his feet were free. Haggerty had cut the bonds around his ankles. Waving lazily in the breeze, the flags of the United States and New Mexico Territory flew on a flagpole in front of the building that was their destination. The kid figured it was the prison's administration building. Blue uniformed men went in and out of a larger structure to the right. That would be the guards' barracks, the kid thought. He took his mind off how horrible he felt by studying the rest of the layout, now that he was on his feet again and could look around. Smoke rising from the chimney of a building to the left made him think it was probably the kitchen and mess hall. Several smaller buildings clustered around it. One of them would be the armory, where the guards' rifles and ammunition were kept. Another appeared to be a blacksmith shop. The rest were probably for storage of various sorts. Two more buildings that looked like barracks stood near the towering cliff. The windows in them had iron bars, and barbed wire fence was strung between posts, driven into the ground around them. Armed guards paced back and forth nearby. Clearly, some of the prison's inmates were kept in those buildings. If that was true, where did the barred tunnel in the cliff face lead? The kid suspected he knew the answer, and it wasn't a pretty one. Trailed by the guards who had laughed at his misery, the kid and Haggerty reached the steps that led up to the administration building's porch. Are you through being sick? Haggerty asked. I don't want you throwing up on the warden's boots. He's still got to approve paying me the reward. The kid swallowed a foul taste in his mouth and rasped, I'm alright. That wasn't exactly true. He felt weak as a kitten. His head ached intolerably, his side hurt like blazes, and he was still a little dizzy. But his stomach was settling down the longer he was upright, and he didn't think he would be sick again. With Haggerty's fingers digging cruelly and painfully into his shoulder, the kid went up the steps. His boots thudded on the planks as Haggerty gave him a shove that sent him stumbling toward the door. A guard opened it before the kid could crash into it. He tripped as he entered the building and fell to his knees. Haggerty grabbed his arm and lifted him again. They were in an office with several desks. Men in suits who worked at those desks stood and stared at him. Another man waited in an open doorway on the other side of the room. He was tall and slender and wore a sober black suit and a string tie. Wavy, dark hair receded from a high forehead. The man's face was like a wedge angling back from a prominent nose. A neatly trimmed mustache adorned his upper lip. His eyes were large and had an odd cast to them. He clasped his hands together behind his back and rocked back and forth on his toes. "'Haggity,' he said. "'They told me you were bringing in Bledsoe. I didn't believe it. I didn't think one man would be able to capture such a monster.' The kid waited for the man to go on. He waited to hear, "'This isn't Bledsoe. What the hell were you thinking, Haggerty?' Instead, the man rocked back and forth, smiled, and said, "'Bring him in.' I'm looking forward to telling him what he has in store for him now that he's back at Hellgate. No, the kid cried, unable to hold in the startled exclamation. Can't you see I'm not this fellow Bledsoe, whoever he is? Haggerty chuckled. He's been saying that ever since I nabbed him last night, Warden Fletcher. Well, we'll soon make him understand that he's not fooling anybody. Fletcher gave Haggerty a curt nod and stepped back into what was obviously the warden's private office. Haggerty shoved the kid forward into the room. It was well appointed with a big desk, several leather armchairs, a map of New Mexico territory on one wall, and portraits of the president and the territorial governor on the opposite wall. Behind the desk, a window looked out over the compound and the tunnel that had been bored into the cliff. Haggerty dragged a ladder back chair from one side of the room and put it directly in front of the desk. A heavy hand on the kid's shoulder forced him down into the chair. The kid sat there while Fletcher went behind the desk and regarded him coolly.